Hey everybody and welcome into Casual Relief Adore Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Ben, joined only tonight by Michael. Uh, Matt is on timeout. Um, he said a, a, a naughty word on the last episode, so we had to <laughs> give him a little bit of a timeout so he could think about his behavior. Um, but in reality, he had some prior obligations that he didn't invite us to. So, uh-huh. you know, that's whatever. TFTI, Matt, I'm sure you'll, whenever you do, get around to listening to this because we're not going to tell you what we talked about. Um, but Michael, how are you doing today? I'm good. It was a long week at work, but you know, it feels good to get to sit down on a Friday night and just shoot the, for lack of a better word, shoot the breeze, <laughs> shoot the breeze, let a, let it all hang out and have a good time. Well, I always enjoy talking disc golf with you guys. So, uh, long week of work for me as well, but uh, yeah, ready to relax. When we were recording this, we're just over a week away from Clash of the Creek, so my oh, week's yeah. my next week's gonna ramp up just as uh, crazy as well. Um, but it's been a good disc golf week here. Uh, a new one of yeah. the, one of the oldest courses in our area in Green Bay just got like the most needed, like you know, like the adrenaline shot from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> that's what that course needed like in the worst way possible like for those yeah. of you listening that might be from the area or if you're not from the area i'll do my best to kind of describe this so this is a uh, it's a muni park owned by the city of green bay we live in green bay wisconsin this course went in in 1997 and hadn't been touched uh this park is a uh, like a sledding and tubing hill in the winter yeah. um uh-huh. so they don't really do much as far as disc golf goes because like or and they didn't do much with it because of like that, like the baskets would come out in the winter and make for the tubing. And it was like on the hill, a lot of up and down. Uh, the old layout had its moments. It was fun. You could definitely ace run some stuff. There wasn't like any defined tee boxes or anything. And it just really just needed some TLC, especially in the basket front because of the constant pulling and putting in and like, so everything around it was just eroding, especially because it's a hill. Like it's, you know, so like, and I would also say, out. I would say in the area, probably the most trafficked course. hundred percent. Of it all. Like there's what the, not only the university of Wisconsin, green Bay is right there, but then also you've got, uh, one of the bigger high schools in the area. Uh, yeah. Right there. So it, it gets a lot of traffic. It's also the only like full 18, like true course on the east side of, of town, yeah. too. So, sure. like, yeah. yeah. But um, the village, or not the village, but the city approached myself and a couple of other people just like kind of letting us know what was going on. I w- had prior obligations and just other stuff going on, and I lended help wherever I can. But um, really, just props to the city because they came in and put together their own design and layout, and then like it was just refined by some members of the of yeah. the uh, of the club, and it's just really just well done. It was that adrenaline kind of boost, and it's gotten really good feedback, and it's just kind of like one of those breaths of fresh air that you know you just never really knew knew the community yeah. <laughs> needed. Um, but it's a lot. I mean, I went out there and did the UDIS map for it today, and it's. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but, you know, there was a ton of people out there. It looks like, I mean, just the layout's a ton of fun. It was just a ton of fun to walk. Um, so, like, there's still some of those, like, classic kind of holes that are still kind of there that people know and love, but then, like, really utilizing a lot of the property. So, Thank good goodness. time. Um, so, Thank definitely goodness. definitely on the list for anybody coming to, to the Green Bay area to definitely to hit up because you can, you can probably play that one in, I would say, probably about 90 minutes and, and have a good time. We love it. It used to be a it used to be a forty five minute course. Like if you were really whipping through it, it's a workout. But you could get through it in forty five minutes. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because none of the holes are. No, I don't think I don't anything know. out there even currently is still really over three fifty. Three fifty might be the longest. Hey, hole. but they got something to three fifty before it was yeah. close to three fifty. No, I would say. See, I mean. That's like a ga- that's like a gas like three fifty is probably like a gas, but it's just okay. like but there's also room for growth like out there too like you could put in a couple nice. of extra pin pins and some sleeves out there so, Sweet. but I think it's like it'll also be really fun for like the guy the guys that and gals that play league out there um because as well just solely because more score separation now like you're there's a lot more wooded holes there's a lot yeah. of a lot of 
good stuff going on. But so yeah, that's that that was good. Good for the good for the area. But um what we'll be talking about tonight is uh before we do our obviously before we do buy or sell, that's our always our closing segment. Um but we're gonna be talking tonight about uh second hand or resale or you know, whatever you want to call it, discs, the disc market. Um, so I'll just kind of open it up. I know Matt was looking to move a lot of his collection and he was kind of figuring out his options. I had, uh, just actually been selling, um, some discs myself, just so stuff that's not making the bag and definitely not going to make the bag just with, you know, as I'm adding more. Um, so I guess my, my first question to you is, is that, are you moving anything lately or are you just kind of collecting or do you need no. to go through your stuff or kind of what's going on um. with you? Yeah, uh, for the longest time, I would say the first like three, four years of my of me just like testing out things, I definitely was just buying things left and right, getting my hands on frisbees as much as I could, uh, and this was prior to twenty twenty. So um, the disc market was still kind of just like pretty rich, and everyone was. Um, moving things left and right and the the choices were all there and none of really like the price hike up was there um which is it's there now yeah it's there now you used to be able to get like a really premium distance driver for mm-hmm. like 18 17.99 something like so that got, and now you're at like 21 i got i got a luster c-line ddx back before I knew like what I was really doing with Frisbees. Um, and I got that, which probably would go for 26 bucks right now. Um, I got that for like 16 bucks. It's um, crazy. It, it, it's wild. Um, so I, yeah, I was purchasing things left and right. Um, but I would say for the last, since 2020, um, I haven't really purchased like, a disc that I was like, oh, maybe I'll try this out. No, everything that I've gotten like is a solid in my bag, and I'm not looking to move on. From Are you just at this point just adding either backups of things or yeah. or like special runs? Is that kind of where you're at? Backups and special runs, yeah, maybe, yeah. Sometimes I'll like hop on and get the Sex and Firebird collection, but I haven't caught kept up with that since like I think probably. 2020 was the last run I got of the Sex and Firebirds, um, and that's probably like the really the most collectible disc that you are they though? Like, like the thing is, is that like recently, no, yeah, like the thing is, is that like they were so hot. Like, I remember having a conversation with um Bobby Brown from Clash, um, in Vegas because like the line was just out the door for the Vegas ones. No, the Vegas, the Vegas Firebirds are different. They're they're a different, they're a different breed. The prices come down on them though because they've even ramped up the number that they've had. But that goes to the point of I was talking to Bobby about this is is that they're still collectible and like people like them because and they get them because they yes like they get them to complete like their um they get them to complete the collection, right? Like they want like the 2015 through the current one, but like so many more people are like just they're bagging them and they're throwing them. But Uh it's just like, I think like you look around at even just our, our area and our retailers, like, you know, anybody, everybody's carrying them if they can. So like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I get what you're saying there Uh, about the firebirds for sure though. It's just, it's still just a great disc in general, but the collectability and the price is probably neutralized a ton. Um, what the last like really expensive one that I got was a 17. Okay. And those, and those aren't nearly close to the 15s, but you can still like a good fresh 17 can fetch like 200, I think. Yeah, um, something is crazy dry. Forgive me. I I mean I know we talked about special discs and stuff previously, but forgive me. But is there something special about the seventeen run that I'm just like kind of missing? It was gummier and glidier. The plastic was phenomenal, um, and it was a lot straighter than any of the other fibers. 
Yeah, because they dump, they dump so hard, and that's yeah. the that's I mean that's obviously the appeal of a Firebird just in general is that it's pretty overstable. But... And this might be a little hot take, but I think that seven a seventeen Firebird was the last really good stamp on a Firebird. I would have to go back and take a look. Um, some might argue that Nate's hand drawn from April Fools is the best. Uh, is the best. Yeah. Is the be, best stamp. yeah. Dude, I've seen. Speaking uh, of that, I mean, we're just kind of riffing tonight. It's yeah. just like, um, oh yeah, those things are going for stupid numbers. Mm-hmm. Like the like, and I get it, but it's just like, oh yeah. But at the same time, like Innova j- dropped like a second run of them too because they re- realized it was like, oh, there's something here again. Just like, yeah, the, Halo, like the Halo pole cat. The Halo pole cat was like the meme uh-huh. disc, and now everybody can get a Halo pole cat. I thought I, yeah. I'll be the first to admit, I thought I was special when those dropped, and I snagged oh, yeah. one right away. And then, like, I saw that they came out, and it's just like, and then like everybody's got one. It's just like, oh, well, like less fun. I think that I think that that's you know, let's let's just jump right into that secondary market like conversation. But I think that's what all of our manufacturers are doing right now is that they're like maybe we don't really like the secondary market. So we're going to just keep on pumping out discs in order to drive down the value of the secondary market. What are you thinking? I, yeah, I think that's a, that's a, a valid and a fair point, but it's so hard to control the secondary market that I don't think that they really even care. Like yeah. that's the, that's the other thing that I, that, like that's like the counter argument to the point you just made is right. Like, they don't care because one way or the, another, somebody had to buy the disc, and they only sell either yeah. direct to consumer or they sell B two B, and yeah. like, and I think that they genuinely don't care because if they are if they are being flipped on the secondary market, more times than not, they're get these are people that bought them directly from them, and then are now yeah. selling them for these outrageous prices versus the wholesale market because the people in the wholesale market like they don't care because then the wholesale market is obviously wholesale uh-huh. price right so they're making more money but yeah yeah i don't i don't know i think firebirds are just going to be an interesting thing on the secondary market yeah. because i i don't think that they've run its course yet like they're always going to be good because it's a good no. mark like it's a good disc in general and like yeah. like hit, the runs are always cool and the stamps Gen, you know, like you said, generally are pretty yeah, good. Great, yeah. But I just don't know what the demand's going to look like. I feel like, I mean, I understand it is a tour series, right? But like, I feel like yeah. it's just going to become like the Own Scoggins Leopard at some point, or like the or like a Calvin Destroyer, maybe with a little bit more hype. But I feel like it's just not going to have like the resale value anymore, and it's just, just going to be like another I guess run. But time will only tell. And he can't make it like a signature series because that's already Ken Climo's stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny Ken has, the, has, has yeah, the Firebird. He has the 12-time Firebirds. He has, I mean, he has the 12-time just about everything. But He's clearly doing something right because, you know, he yeah. Firebirds bought his house and his electric truck. That's true, yeah. Oh, gosh. What's um, – yeah, what, go ahead. Go for it, yeah. No, I was just going to say, what are – I don't have anything to add anymore. I was just going to say, like, what are some other, like, maybe tour series or, like, really collectible discs that you've seen that are, like, out there that, like, people are paying Buko bucks for? I think the ones that I've seen recently lately are um, Doombirds, like, original run Doombirds. Yeah. Like, yeah. Doombirds yeah, are climbing because, obviously, those are never coming back or, like, there's <clears> zero <throat> chance of that. It's, like, all the Simon stuff, but, like, that's obviously time sensitive for the reason for those that's gonna be the way that everything kind of goes for like now like you've got your what five to ten people that are really making splashes in the market person like on a personal level we've talked about this before well let's do it let's just recap it quick let's see so who's sellers are gonna be those people that let's let's just do it let's just yep ricky calvin nate sexton he may not be in the top 10 of like on the course players. Yeah. But when his name gets put on a disc, people are going to buy it. Um, Eagle. Eagle, Simon. What? We're at seven right now. Germ. People do like the Thunderbird. People, people do like buy Germ, yeah. Germ Thunderbirds. Um, and I, I would say then Kristen and Paige. 
Yeah, I would say that they're probably. Paige might have might no. Paige hasn't fallen off on on disc sales. I, I, people are still purchasing. purchasing. People don't purchase. People don't purchase uh, Paige discs because they're tour series. People are purchasing Paige's discs because, because she designed the them. Because yeah. she designed them. People are buying the passion and the fierce like. Like the fierce is a really good nice putter. Yeah. I before yeah, I was on before I was on the Lone Star team, I was putting with fierces, and I am anybody that sees me out in person. Like if they don't see me just on this, will see that I'm a very small <laughs> individual. So like, oh, yeah. and I don't I don't have big hands by any means. So I like a really shallow uh, putter. So like that's why sure. I go to the fierce and and now the the penny putter. But so yeah. But to the back to the point, right? Like I think like people are buying that's page like discs, but 10. not page stamp discs. Yeah. Is there anybody else? So that I would we're say missing? like what ten? Yeah, ten to eleven so, people. Oh, here's what I'll say: as soon as Gannon leaves Prodigy, add him his name yeah, to the list. Yeah. But then that's that's I think what it is. It's the switch. Like discs are at their highest value after someone has switched teams. Because of course you won't be able to get them anymore, or you win a major. Yeah, I, but it's but then is that the commemorative disc, or is that like all your old stuff then gets resurfaced? I think it just depends on the on the the manufacturer, right? Because like if Calvin, if Calvin, I mean, we don't. Yeah, we say this all the time, but it always just creeps in. Like not to be too current events, but like if Calvin ends up. We'll know by the time this comes out, right? Yeah. But if Calvin wins Champions Cup, then he guarantees himself a signature disc for life. So yeah, like that's sure. like it just depends yeah. on manu. Just depends on the manufacturer. Yeah, that's that's the way that Innova works. Is that as soon as you win something big, you get your name on that for <sighs> unless you're Val Jenkins, and that is just like the saddest story of all time. Yeah, for real. Um. um so I would say, yeah, those ten to eleven people. And I would, I don't think Katrina moves as much as it's just we think. Katrina's been on two teams that no one that I know throw. Like yeah, I knew people yeah. that threw the blowfly because they could taco it and throw it. Yeah. And PDGA yeah. rules say you can't do that anymore because you can't deform the, the the shape of the disc Purposely. anymore to throw to throw it. Because um, so that was the, isn't isn't that special caveat for like. Blow fly you and an elevation disc. Right. You can't intentionally leave the mark, but if it's like from if it's deformed from play and you can tell that it's deformed because of play, then it's still fine, right? You just can't active basically the way that I've interpreted the rules is that it's yeah. literally just the blow fly rule, is that you can't like grab it. You can't misshape the disc and then throw it. Like if it gets misshaped yeah. and you reshape it back out, like then that's I I'd have to look up the rules and I've just I you know well, yeah, regardless, we, that's we just kind of the rule. Back. But either yeah. way, back back well, I'll steal this this boat back on track. Um uh-huh. That was the only wow. disc from DGA that I knew that people threw. Like I knew that like yeah. some people put it with steadies, but like not a ton, and but like then point, before like, that, she was on people prodigy, are doing so. it because of discraft plastic, not because of the actual DGA putter. Yeah, I'd say that's. Right? Like, I'd say that's. I would say that's fair. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just um, weird. Like DGA should have just stuck to baskets a long time ago. That's a hot take for me, but it's just like their baskets are the best baskets on the market, and their yeah, discs are true. great quality. But like no one buys them because they don't do any cool stamps, and it's just like meh. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that when it comes down to it, those players have their discs, and they're going to be at their highest value after they switch. That's my personal opinion. Is that oh, when they yeah. make a switch, that's when their discs. Are... Bless you. Whew. Okay, okay, we're we're back. No, we're I got you. I think so. Yeah, um, I I think you're right, and I think that because of the Lazado and because of everything else, because like the Lazado has great secondary market value. Yeah. I think the Liz, I think I think MVP has made has made their uh, their buyout a, 
to this mania like three times yeah, over at this point. Done. Done. Like they're just laughing. Um. So yeah. So back to collector, like the actual specific discs. Um. Second round FDs are gonna always be that collectible disc. The Innova specifically yeah. well, anything. I mean, I guess the second the second run FDs that I don't think they even have any made in the past like three or four years. No. Even that like even before they like officially made the switch. Um so second run FDs and I think first run PDs you could say a bunch for Discmania, like whatever. Well um, that's because they just <laughs> This is their own problem. They want to know. You want to know why they're why all the Discmania stuff from Innova is like worth a butt ton is because they were just like, we're just not making this for a while. We'll come back at some point, but you guys got to settle for the stuff made by Equin for a yeah, bit, right? Um, not that that's a bad product by any means, no. but it's not what people were wanting. They were just like, can I get an MD three, please? Right. And Discmania was like, you have MD threes at home. Um, anything not not saying that anything that's OOP because of course things that are OOP are OOP for a reason um, people like very specific runs of harps like that Rick, when yeah? Ricky like Ricky first title run harp like that like what, era those, were those BT hards I'm not entirely sure I just am See, the algorithm on the social media has got me in a chokehold because you you become a part of <laughs> you become a part of like two or three like collector groups or like yeah. buy or sell groups for manufacturers you like or you were trying to sell something. Mm-hmm. And then the algorithm pops up and you find things. And I've seen so many things that are on trilogy stuff that are people are like, I'm looking for twenty twelve or twenty fourteen run harps and I'm like, Wow. Wasn't it all made in like the same factory anyway? Like is there really that much of a difference? But like I guess when you think about it, like in terms of like, maybe. Yeah, I, ge- I guess like if you th- like when you think about it, like what was going on with BD, like they were first trying to get in- in- into the market and it was just latitude at that time, right? Like it yeah. wasn't House of Discs, it wasn't like no any of the like, other brands. Like Westside wasn't bought out, of course, like they were all like still separate, but working together. It's more of like a co-op. Than it was yeah. like, uh, it was, yeah, uh huh, yeah, just wild to think about that. That's how far that that's come. Um, Were those the glory days? Are we just living in a fantasy world now? No, like, no, they may be our glory days, but I don't think, yeah, I don't know. There is something to be said though about like 2019 where it was like Paul had just switched to Discraft, the market hadn't like truly blew up yet, so you were like. You know, something would drop and you'd be like, yeah, I can get that. It's 45 minutes later yeah. after the drop. I was doing whatever. Can't do and that like, anymore. When it came you gotta be on that, like, like, white on rice. I truly started paying attention to, like, disc golf in, like, 2015. So that's yeah. when I, like, first started to, like, really consume, like, Frisbees and, like, buying as much as I could. Um... So that's kind of where I like started, and I guess that's my heyday for like, oh yeah, look at the, look at the discs from this time, um, which is crazy to think that that's eight years ago, almost more. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Wild. I do you think that there really is any? I mean, obviously, there's always something to be said about specific runs, right? Like, we we know yeah. that. Like, that's yeah. just science at this point. But do you really th- like? Do you think that there really is that? could be that much of a variant between over those eight years that like makes things super special because like i don't like i think like like i feel like there's not a drastic difference like i know like we talk about now about like lone star blowing up the market with like their type with their plastic they are just innovating like a specific type of plastic that they're bringing in but like only time will tell like with them like how their runs change but if they do at all i don't foresee that but like i just like looking at like the big guys like i don't i don't notice the difference between a color glow firebird from 2019 and 2023 like i just don't no no um 
So it's it's all us. It is all the disc golfers that are just just assigning fake value and fake points to whatever things are. No, I say that with a take that with a grain of salt because yes, there are we have talked about this that like maybe like there's variances in the mold, right? Like some came out a little bit flatter or like some are a little bit more dumpy. But like when we're talking about just plastic, yeah, and we are assigning we are assigning the value. Maybe yeah, maybe they've like added some things like but then they're gonna market that like it's not like so like uh when g-star plastic came out that was wild like when um when uh uh dynamic came out with their lucid x and their fusion x that was a that was a relatively big difference so maybe that shift but other than that they're just adding like stabilizers to the plastic that when it hardens the disc stays hard but other than that no the plastic has stayed the same completely the same yeah the the market is look at us look at us being consumers yeah it's (laughs) it's weird it's it's just weird that like like I said before, I'm like I'm moving some stuff, and I'm just like, I'm trying so, to make. What are you moving? Okay, so the stuff that I've just recently sold was I'm I sold a a pair of this. Uh, uh, it was just an e. It was a uh, Page Pierce five time ESP stalker, not a special okay. stamp, but it was literally just like yeah. her signature on it, and then uh, just a stock run swirl like both just stock run swirlies but the stock run swirly uh undertaker so good yeah great disc i just obviously mm-hmm. people know by now like i just don't have a need for them at this time <laughs> no. and it's just like for for me for me i think alpha is very compare from lone star is very comparable to esp okay yeah personally not for everybody but personally yeah. But also, like those two discs are not like you. I, 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 this is. I'll get to this maybe in a buy or sell someday. Um, I don't think there's really a new disc that can be created yet. So like, there's an Undertaker from somebody else. There's a Stalker from somebody else. Like, I'm always going to be able to find something that feels yeah. good that does those things. Mm-hmm. So I, I flipped those to a member of a local group just because. You know, why not? Nice, Pe- yeah. People are looking for things that are very utility, and those are both very utility. And yeah, I can get a couple of extra bucks, and you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, big time. Pay, buy some stuff. Like today, I bought a, a hooligan cash. Yeah, you know, here, here, here's my shameless plug. Next week, uh, next week Friday on the Night Owls podcast, you'll be able to hear my interview with Garrett from Hooligan and Discord. Um, but then I also have a clash. I had a clash anniversary box. Um, that I picked up Ooh, over nice. the um, last year. Um, just stuff that wasn't making the bag, not because it's not a great disc. It's just I just didn't have a use for it. So I sold a gentleman the special edition mint, um, which Ooh, is like okay. their pot. Uh, it's like their zone. It's an overstable approach. Yeah. Um, great disc. Just I just didn't throw it. So I was just like, yeah. let's get this in the hands of somebody else. So I sold it to him for uh actually like legit made some money on that because people are willing to nice. pay for that clash stuff yeah. sold it to any yeah so i sold this to him for 25 plus shipping and then Ooh. today i sold a glow popcorn uh from the anniversary box for 30 bucks to a young gun in florida uh i'm not like in the business of outing anybody but this guy this he's a kid like based on like because i sold it over a facebook group he's like at least 15 and i looked up his name because i just like kind of clicked on his profile picture just to see like if make sure like i was talking to the right person in the group and he's like and i clicked and i saw his profile photo he's like 15 and then i was like curious was like this kid's got good form on his profile photo yeah he's 15 and 991 rated And playing open, and I'm like, Good okay, night. okay, okay. I just, I just sold a, I just sold a disc to a kid that's gonna go win worlds someday. So you know, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll hang that in my cap. Um, 
But then I've got a couple of other things from the anniversary box that I just don't that are like listed that I just don't okay. um just didn't throw. Um still a great okay. disc, just not like like one, I don't I don't have the arm speed to throw a pepper. Like it's so beefy. Yeah, those are. Um and then the other one that I have is a first run mango. So okay. I I've got those listed, but I don't if I don't get them if I, if they're not sold by Clash of the Creek, I'm probably just gonna raffle them off because you know Clash of the Creek's presented by Clash Disc, so you know figured get get somebody else some uh, some extra Clash love, you know get mm-hmm. something going for yeah. them. Yeah, and talk yeah. about a brand that hasn't been up here like at all, really, when it comes down to it. No, I'm excited to see that. Have you bought anything recently that you're excited about or oh, um no like i said the the most recent addition to my bag has been a wasp tool buzz ss which mm. when i played d glow two years ago now yeah it was 2021 i played d glow in 2021 not a big deal um right uh, I didn't play well. I, I took top 50, but... Um, I mean, was that your first time ever playing Toboggan? No, I didn't play... We didn't play Toboggan. Oh, you didn't play Toboggan. Okay. No, that was reserved for MPO and FBO. Bummer. We played We played the other two Kensington Metro Park courses, and then we also then played the Hudson Mills Monster. That was out there. Um... So I, I got that in the player's pack, and at the moment I was like, whatever, I'm just going to toss this to the side. It's a cool tournament stamp that I'll just keep for fun. Just a nice memory. And then I like actually took a look at it, because I was like, Wasp Tool Buzz SS? Like, what does that mean? And it's the bottom of the Wasp and then the top of the Buzz SS. And what that means is you have an incredibly straight disc with the stability of the Wasp, but the glide of the Buzz SS. And I was like, well, I got to give this a try. And so that's then the most recent one. And so that's one that then I traded a couple discs for to my friend group that had it. So I have a backup of that now. And the only place that you can get it now is Ledgestone. But other than that, I don't. That's a great segue. I, I don't. Is the hype there around Ledgestone discs? Like I know that they have like runs of stuff that are cool, but like I don't see people flipping them for for anything. They're cool. People buy them, of course, right? They support some players. Yeah, yeah. Like they support a lot of players. I mean, they support a couple local players to us actually. Peter Green, um, they support him, so that's wonderful. Uh, but I, I, they just have so many. Like they have the, the different waves. Yeah, I think they don't they get like four waves a year or something like that. Three waves a year, maybe. I'm not yeah, sure. it's like three or four, and then there's like then you got to also break that down where there's like twelve uh-huh. discs in each wave. Yeah. yeah, and so I think it's not that it's flooded, but I just think that there's a little bit too much there, like to pick from. Nobody has that deep of pockets. No, I, uh, there there are some, but yes, not us. of course. There's exceptions. There's exceptions to every rule, right? But like, no normal yeah. person has that deep of pockets to buy all of this every wave, yeah. from every wave. Like, no, no. Um, and while it would be fun to, it's just not realistic. No. Um, and yeah, you're never and gonna throw all of them. Tr- and try all of them, yeah. <laughs> Good night. Um, so yeah, I think that it's just it's just a little bit too much. Like not flooded, but you're not trying all of them, so why buy them? No. Um, but uh, bought some six claw Onyx. I throw those a lot, but the, there's no difference in flight from those to the stock. So that's have claws run their course. Thing. That's a question. Claws like run its course of being cool. Like people are gonna buy it because it's Macbeth, but like at this point, like they release so many discs with the six claws. Like, is it special anymore? Because they didn't think the disc itself not special. 
right? No, like, no that's, none of them yeah. special. Um, yeah, there's nothing different about the, a six claw, whatever, to a stock run of a Luna, or you know. Um, so I, yeah, I don't think. Th- I think I that if you got like one of the, like really like rare stamp plastic color combos then you have something but then that's like that's yeah. that's going to be so few and far between and that's just going to be rare because of the rarity not because of the actual disc itself fair um but other ever, than that like no have you uh have you ever snagged anything like off of a facebook group or anything uh not in a long time i that try luster, that luster ddx that i got yeah. in like 2018 yeah i got that off of a facebook group facebook groups can be really cool or like the dollar disc golf auctions or just kind of auction pages can be cool but like you get some real scummy people on there of course like that's just the mat yeah. the nature of it but like i try and be one of the good guys in there to hopefully get some karma i right. ship everything out in either a bubble mailer that I put more bubble wrap into okay. or a box with bubble wrap. So I try and be nice, like, dude. like I don't try and be like a cheapo. Like there are people that just no. like put distant manila envelopes and are just like, here you go. Uh, or yeah, like no some, pe- some people are anti bubble mailer. I am not anti bubble mailer as long as like you beef it up or and like, it's a good yeah. bubble mailer, but. And I've seen like the bubble mailers with the like, not a full cardboard box, but like a cardboard like slab yeah. to kind of give the mailer a little bit more stability. I've yeah. seen that. I mean, honestly, I, I this is kind of my hot button, hot topic. It's I don't like buying plastic that I don't feel. Like if I can't feel the specific plastic, I I, I don't want to buy it really. I can uh, I can honestly say I've never bought anything off of a Facebook group. I've only ever sold. I sold my okay. I sold my LVC Toro <laughs> to okay. a guy and yeah. I sold two dis no. I sold this into Oklahoma, Alabama, and Florida. Uh, and then I also sold my LVC Volunteer Blueberry uh, uh, Firebird. Ooh. But I sold that to a dude. Uh, on the Facebook group, and then he goes, oh, are you still here? Like, referring to being in Vegas? It was like, yeah. And he goes, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'll just meet you at the tent and give you cash. The government doesn't need to know about this. Verbatim. <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've never bought anything off of a Facebook group. Other no. than, uh, what I will say, though, is that I think it half counts. Is that I have bought something off of, like, our local page and met up with a guy right in, okay in town. yeah so, like yeah, i have accounts yeah but you but, know that person already right like i didn't you know them person, but like i what? didn't i didn't like i haven't like i wasn't like disc golf buddies with them like i knew who they were okay. like i trusted them like and i saw pictures of it and i'm like yeah but like that also is like oh i know what this plastic feels like and i know what this is yeah. like i'm not going in completely cold of just like i've never felt this before i have no idea what this is i'm not i'm just gonna <laughs> buy it right like like I did some research, like I had some some sense of what yeah. I was what I was buying, but but yeah, that that's just me. I if I don't feel it, I don't really want to buy it. So not yeah. not that I've been burned in the past, but I just like to know exactly what I'm feeling and what I want. So I know um, I've been starting to go through the collection a little bit. Not that really like that I. The thing is, is that all my stuff is, like, either too, like, most of the stuff is, like, I use. Like, I try and use it, and I try and figure it out. Like, so I give it, like, a good run before I decide, like, this isn't for me. Like, I need to give it, like, I'm, like, trying to give something a fair shake. So, like, I don't really have much that's, like, worth selling. Is there anything, like, are you starting to go through your collection to see if you've got anything that you'll kind of move on for? Or are you just, like, ah, the collection, it is what it is? My collection is what it is, um, and I'm only going to really purchase things that I have an interest in throwing. Uh, 
interest in backup, interest in just like, oh, maybe uh, maybe I'll try this one someday. Um, how many discs are in your collection? Would you guesstimate? The last time I counted before I sold those handful, it's like 170. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming up with like 140. Um, and Matt, even though he's not here, uh, Matt is well over the 400 mark. Yeah. Like he, he has, he has two, he told, he told us in our group chat that we have, he has over 200 that he is fully not wanting to throw, just wanting to get rid of 200. Yeah. That, that blows my mind. I, this is a thing. I, I don't want to throw Matt under the bus, but it's it's just gonna happen. Matt Matt has lived a very comfortable life in the sense of just that he's been like, yeah, I'm gonna buy that. Like he's yeah, just I'll is like, that. yeah, I'll get that. And then like I'm like the complete opposite, where it's just like mm, I already have do two discs that? that already do this. And the stamp's not well, different. Is, do I need he to is, do this? He is the type of player that is just like, he hears what a disc might do and is supposed to do, depending on like whoever's describing it. And he's just like, oh, I want that. And that's, yeah. and that's, that's, that's the world that he lives in for his disc golf game is like, he hears someone describe he something doesn't... and he's like, I want it. And there's no second guessing. That's just kind of the point I was getting no. at. Was nah, like he just goes not for it. not from like a financial sense. Like obviously, uh-uh. he's, he, if that's his he decision, that's his, 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 that's his decision. When I look at this now, or even in the past, I was like, well, I have a seven five zero two. Like maybe I should give the one I have a second shot before I like buy this this something. one. Fair. Matt, no, Matt's just like, oh, you know, gotta, gotta right, grab it. Here so, we go, here we go. Yeah, he's not gonna like this part of the conversation. So Matt maybe just earmuffs, he's, I guess. But he, he knows he knows full well. He's yeah. talked about it. He knows full well. You know who just speaking of collections, four hundred is is a crazy number. Like yeah. but not like insane compared to like some people. You know, Terry Miller, the disc golf guy. That man has maybe the biggest disc golf collection. In the state of Wisconsin. One. I think him or Mike Harrington. Yeah, Mike Harrington. Uh, shout out to you, Mike. You're probably listening to this. Thank you for being a very yeah, loyal yeah. listener to to our show. I exchanged messages with him uh, earlier this week. Um, and he gave us props. And he says that you actually have this. So you got you to gotta message him and figure yeah. out what's going on with that um, from, from a previous event. Uh, I'm going to message him or Mike, if you're listening, message me. I want to know how many discs you have. Mike has got two collections going. He's got his disc collection and then his course collection. And I have to look at it <laughs> at his, I'd have to look at his Facebook post from a while ago when he went on vacation, but he's been to like well over a thousand courses and played them. And yep. so like, yeah. with that, but yeah, but back, back on track, Terry has two storage units, <laughs> Uh, of just dis and this at his house and part of the problem is that he's tech- he's a retailer too but he's like uh-huh. doesn't have a storefront and his website gets updated semi-frequently because of just like the nature of his career and and disc yeah. golf and then he's on the road all the time so like i've seen youtube videos and stories and stuff of him where he's just been like oh, i found this box from disc mania that was a drop from 2013 or like some year it was like don't open until this day and then he's like well i'm opening it now and it's like two years later (laughs) but i will say do you take a guess he collects one disc in particular that he's on the hunt for that i saw him in vegas and had a conversation well shane and i had a conversation with him that he was carrying three of them and he has a very specific thing that he collects because he said, I'm on the hunt for this. And then it's the only thing I collect. And then Shane just looks at him and goes, really, Terry? Okay. And he goes, okay, it's the only thing I really search after. What? what is, it, is it like 
I'm just, just not take a guess. Like, giving not, it away. Not that you think you'll Is it like a variation of a popular disc, or is it just like an off-the-wall disc that you're just like... It's wild? not an off-the-wall disc. It's a specific run... It's a specific run and slash type of a mold. Okay. So I would say like a San Marino rock. Close. He collects Ontario rocks. Ontario rocks. Yeah, he collects Ontario rocks. So that's like what he pays out the big bucks for. And like, so LVC is an Innova event. Obviously, we know that. So like you, there are rules of like what you can vend and what you can't vend. But like, man, there's some people that are like that have vendor shops there that are specifically just selling Innova like discs of hundred dollars plus. Yeah, I went and looked at some stuff, and I was like, I shouldn't even be touching this right now. They have like a, uh, like I saw like a disc in there that was like five hundred dollars. That was just like a, it was like a very early, like a very very early um, uh, AVR, like one of like a not I don't want to say a first run, but it was like a Ontario like early run AVR. Yeah. And I was like, why? Like obviously it's double bagged and like all this uh, stuff but it's just like you pop that thing open it probably smells like crayons yeah yeah disintegrate in your hands when you touch it oh god <laughs> uh, i couldn't but, imagine shelling out that much cash for a disc yeah because you're not gonna what, throw what, okay. it what would like a disc that you're gonna throw and we talked about it last week like you know for what we would pay for a round but what what is the amount that you're gonna pay for a disc that you're regularly gonna throw? Thirty. Thirty. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's gotta recently, be it's gotta be like legit. Like it's gotta be like it's gotta check all the boxes. It's gotta be cool okay. stamp, swirly, good plastic, and like a thing that I throw. Like right, like that. It's gotta ha- it's gotta check all four for me to pay thirty. Okay. Um, for what me, you? for me, it's fifty. I paid I paid fifty okay. a, a pop for Phylobatross destroyers because okay. they're that one. They're that one sixty eight swirly star, and they're my max distance destroyers. I love them; they just go forever. Um, I would say that's because I say the difference in our price range is probably because you are more, you throw more discs that have more variant runs of them. And for me, for me, just the nature of my bag at this current moment, because of the things previously discussed all the time, there are no difference in runs right now. Like it's like, so, so the, where my difference in runs will come, will be destroyers and then FDs. Yeah. Everything else I throw in between there and below is going to be, you know, like I put in a stock one and it's good to go. Pull in a new one, fresh, whatever it may be, it's good to go. Um, What was the first disc that you really ever noticed differences in runs? Like just a quick hit right off off the top of your brain. Oh, um, like I, I bought two, like, yeah, I'm just trying to think of like, I had two of them and they flew differently. Uh, oh man, I don't know, actually. Uh, it was, I don't know. Cause I didn't you, even you could... start layering discs until like, I was like relatively serious so it was probably the destroyer, yeah, because it's either destroyer or FD. Because I was just like, okay, this one is my overstable one, and then this is my understable one. So I, what I'll say is, is that for me, when you look at my collection, like there's really not a whole lot of like overlap. Like I don't have a ton of the same mold. So like for me, like it really became apparent was when I was. And I know this is like kind of like it's twofold. Like there's two parts to this as far as like the first ones that I really noticed were like the cloud breaker, not like not the current cloud breaker, okay. like the yeah. cloud breaker that like you can just get up and down. 
but I noticed a yeah. big difference between the Cloudbreaker 2 and the Cloudbreaker 3. Okay, yeah. Um, but then, like, that's obviously different because that's a year-to-year, and they kind of retool it a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. the biggest one for me was is that I when I noticed was the C, was C-Line MD3s. Oh. Now, obviously, yeah. we know that those are different manufacturers, but yeah. I that was, like, the first one that was – blatantly apparent to me of just like in your face how different they were and i this is not a hot take but like i would i guess everybody would say like i prefer the innova the one that has rancho cucamonga on the Uh on the stamp Uh on the bottom or embossed Uh i should say um yeah i and i guess now that you're you're mentioning it, it it brings me back to what i got i got a steve brinster splatter star destroyer things flat top as ever um and the i i just had like a a paul mcbeth four-time like destroyer star both star and while the four times were like relatively they're overstable that steve brinster like splatter star destroyer went from like if i were to throw it flat and like even still now i throw it flat it it's straight it's straight down it just actively wants to get to the ground. I am looking right now um, on the PDGA approved disc just to see if they've ever had to resubmit destroyers. Because I guess, yeah. Because my no, question... they no, they shouldn't have to because the only thing that would change, like nothing changes with it. Like it's all just the way that like parting lines come together. Yeah, they've like only like, ever... The millimeters are still the same. The only reason like... why I bring that up is because of the Supreme run. Oh, and, like, you think yeah. of, you think about that, like, what is Supreme... Supreme's just being, in my brain, my dumb brain, <laughs> uh, Supreme... <laughs> Supreme discs are being marketed to my dumb brain as just as a different plastic. Yeah. But, okay. obviously, but it's being retooled, and they're after having it it's coming for resubmission. It's so wild to me that the destroyer has been submitted for uh, approval once, and it was approved on June twenty sixth, two thousand seven. And realistically, there are like seven different types of destroyers that like could have been approved with all different flight numbers and different types of things. Because like, think about the Halo one. Halo ones are pop toppy. You've got your print ones flat. You've got the Halo ones that came out before they. Yeah, were why is the so you click this, the photo real quick? Flat. Real quick, you you click the you click the photo on the approved disc for the destroyer from Innova Champion Disc, and it says 2007 approval. And then you click the photos, and it's the Halo destroyer <laughs> as the photos. What? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> like you look That's at other. This is the first iteration of the destroyer. Apparently that <laughs> apparently the Halo in 2007 was the first iteration. Because <laughs> it's funny, like you look back through and like you find something that's like was approved in like 2007 and. It it looks like, like that is it but apparently there we go if you got a halo destroyer out there according to the pdga site it is a, a first run destroyer <laughs> that's good <laughs> oh man oh pdga update your things please i do want to interview jeff homberg that's like he's yeah. my he's my bucket list interview He's the guy that approves everything, but what a fun job too! What sure, a fun he, job. He approves discs and targets. Yeah. I want to go to his house talk about disc collection. Yeah, right? Oh gosh. I know he's working on something, or like the I shouldn't say I know for a fact, but I I. I heard that he was working on something as far as like so if like once the disc golf hall of fame moves that that'd be like a museum where like it was just like in filing like big file racks where like he had everything yeah. and then like, you could put on like gloves and go like touch stuff. It'd be a dream. I'd spend eight hours in there just like looking at things. Yeah. Because he keeps literally everything. You wouldn't you wouldn't be able to pull me out of that place. No, they'd have you'd have to go through TSA security leaving. To make sure that you didn't steal anything. 
real. <laughs> real. Oh gosh. That's that's insane. That's insane. Well, uh we're approaching the hour mark, uh so yeah, we can wrap it up. By yourself, what do you got for me tonight? I don't I don't have much, but as it was, this isn't disc golf related at all. That's fine. Buy or sell Starburst jelly beans as the best form of jelly bean. Buy. I agree. I love Starburst jelly yeah, beans. Yeah, those are I look forward to them every single year. Now, do I think right. they're the best jelly bean? No. But do I think okay. they but I like I think like flavor wise I think that they're like <sighs> so you buy yourself like you said buy yourself they are the best jelly bean yeah because now I'm contradicting myself yeah <sighs> this is hard because I really like jelly belly but like okay. I don't yeah it's hard well, jelly belly is like really the only competition that Starburst jelly beans have. Well, yeah, because anybody that likes black jelly beans and black liquor, straight to straight to jail. You should go straight to jail. Gone, please go. Uh, man. And 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 my my qualification for that, yeah, my qualification for that is like there start like there are jelly beans that I could get at any time, and I don't really care about those, but I look forward to Starburst jelly beans, and that's what that's why I say. People might flame us for it because the people (laughs) the people that don't like Starburst jelly beans are adamant about (laughs) that fact. So, what's your what uh, rank rank the Starburst flavors in order from best to worst? Oh, green one, yellow. To no, we're just talking. We're just talking. We're just talking like the OG, the original Starburst package, because so, green is not an, an OG. Oh, oh, oh! The the actual Starburst package. I thought, yes. I thought we were still on jelly beans. Okay, uh, and the OG Starburst package: uh, red, yellow, orange, pink. What? <laughs> Hold up! Hold up! <laughs> Hold up. You put pink last? I put pink last. No! (laughs) I put pink last, dude. No way. No way. The correct correct order is pink, red, orange, yellow. No. No. This is personal opinion at this point. Well, I'm sorry your opinion's wrong. (laughs) I guess it's just like... I'm uh, uh, uh I'm about to I'm about to text text the night owls guys. Do it. I'm gonna do it right now. Uh have they ranked them yet? I don't know. Um no. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you may not like it, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh man. <laughs> And we'll see what they say. Um, <laughs> I just said, please order the Starburst flavors in order from best to worst. And we'll see what these guys have to say. Yeah. Um, man. Uh, so for my buy or sell, buy or sell, aces are good shots. <laughs> we all know that they're good shots. We just, I just had to, I just... I just, I just had to. Okay, I, I, I will actually amend my statement from before because I, I do think that, like, if you are intentionally running an ace. Oh, we're going back to this again. I was just joking. Uh, I know, but if you are intentionally running an ace and that's what you're intending, great. Yes, it's a great shot. But if you are like just throwing the disc to throw the disc and it randomly goes in, yeah, it's great. But it's not what you intended. Okay. Uh, here we go. Uh, courtesy of JP, who went above and beyond and gave them their actual flavors. Wow. Way to go, JP. JP said cherry, strawberry, orange, lemon. So red, pink, orange, he, yellow. He was the same as you. He was the same as you. Yeah. 
No, I had him flip. Pink's, I had pink as the best. J- uh, Shane Solomon oh. has uh, our fearless leader. Shane has pink, red, yellow, orange. So that was oh he he sandwiched yellow in the middle there. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's what they. No one can agree on anything other than uh, JP and I are agreeing that yellow is trash. Uh, what what was your order again? Uh, my order is red, yellow, orange, pink. Red, yellow, orange, pink. This is a good time. Um, this is a good time just to let everybody, tell everybody to rate us, subscribe us, vote for your own favorite uh-huh. Starbucks uh-huh. in the bottom. Um, yeah. yeah, no. So I was just joking about the Aces being bad shots. My buy or sell is that um, if you have a cart, you – I lost my train of thought. You have a cart. Oh, if you have a cart, you don't need to put every single possible accessory on there. Oh, that's a big buy. Okay, so the reason why I bring this up is when I was out at the course, um, I saw a guy that had, when I was doing the Udis, this guy was, one, he was using an R3 at Baird's. Good luck to you just in the hills sense of it. But he had had two umbrellas, the beatbox thing from uh, Bushnell, bump and tunes, he had two water bottle holders, the putter pouch, and then he's like, <laughs> "So I guess I'm amending my buy or sell." Is our can can our carts can carts be overkill? <laughs> buy or sell? Oh yeah, yeah, carts can be overkill. Yeah, I'll buy that. Carts can be overkill. Like there'll be days where I'm just like, "Oh yeah, I'm just gonna pare down my bag, go to my small backpack, and." rock that um the only time i really bring out the cart is if the course calls for it and like i'm actually doing like tournament prep stuff yeah i just don't i don't know bags are bags are a conversation for a different for a different day and a different podcast where we can talk about them but it's just like i don't think you need literally everything and like i've again the algorithm has given me like it said are you interested in this zuka cart mod facebook group and i'm like that's a thing and then like i looked through it and there are some people that have just made their zuka carts tanks and i'm like this is overkill like you have a bag you're just supposed to either put it in there or like i can't remember how long ago it was but it was like it wasn't a actual like um like cart it was someone's homemade cart where they they actually strapped up a propane tank with a a heater for winter golf so that as they were pushing it the heater was blowing hot air at them and i was like what are you people doing oh my god some people have some some people have some elaborate elaborate cart setups and it's yes it's impressive and scary yeah, but to, then you can only fit seven discs in them there because you have <laughs> a cooler and a grill and <laughs> gotta be ready for the cookout at the end. You know oh that. Yeah, real quick, we'll end with this, and then uh, this is this group chat between the night owls fellas is getting interesting. Cause Shane said, "I think it's weird that JP uses the flavors other than colors." <laughs> And, J- and JP just goes, he asked for flavors. And he, and, and so, I mean, I did. But that's another question. Do you, do you use, just say colors? Like, I feel like it's like Gatorade. Like, I only say, that's, like, yeah. I work for the company that sells Gatorade and I only use the colors. Yeah, I only use the colors really for Gatorade. Um, I saw one meme on Facebook that said, if you use the actual true flavors, the true flavors of a Gatorade, you're a cop. 
Um, and so <laughs> the only thing that okay, you, officer. So the only one that that what? you're the only one that you're allowed to get away with using the flavor is is because there's two blues. Yeah, Arctic freeze. Yeah. Glacier freeze. Oh yeah, Arctic. But even then, but even then, people say it light blue and dark blue. <laughs> Hey, get me a light blue Gatorade, please. Done. Donezo. <laughs> All right. Well, Wild. thanks for joining us on Casual Relief. Uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks. We will be on uh, moving to our own channel, so you, we will not be a part. Of, we'll we'll be a part of Night Owls on the Door Disc Golf Media Podcast conglomerate. Conglomerate, yeah. I don't know what we're calling it yet, but we will still be a part of that the group of media that is Door Disc Golf. We will just be on our own separate feed, um, so we're not, you know, bombarding the people with so much content during the week. So we will be moving to our new home under Casual Relief with all that good stuff. So you'll have to search for Casual Relief um, in a, in a few weeks. Thank you for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you drop a like and uh, rate us, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Um, so be on the lookout for the hooligan interview coming up and uh, just all that good stuff. Uh, so thank you for listening, Michael. There's no spoilers in live sports. There's no spoilers in live sports. Take it easy. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>